The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to Nicodemus, No one has gone up to heaven except the one who has come down from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. So first of all, I wanted to talk a little bit about that history of the bronze serpent, because it is a bit interesting. There was the uh, the bronze serpent that we heard about in the book of Numbers from the Old Testament, the time when Moses was in the desert, and the people were being bit mostly because they were whining, and that's because they were failing to see the blessings that God was giving them in the moment, that he was protecting them and he was leading them to the promised land. But instead of being focused on the great things that God was doing, uh, they started whining and complaining. They're saying, oh, back when we were in Egypt, we used to have all this good food, and now we're just eating all this manna. We don't have anything good here. And uh, you, you kind of feel a little sorry for Moses sometimes. But as they started to get bit by these serpents, then they cried out to God, and they said, come, you know, help us, save us, and protect us. And, of course, God wanted to do that from the get-go. Uh, but he allowed this to happen because they lost their focus. They were focusing on their, um, well, their whining and complaining. <laughs> so, so then after, uh, after this, they cried out to God, and so God came up with a plan, and he had this bronze serpent. And when it was lifted up, if they looked at it, then they would be healed. And of course, this was uh, a bit of a foreshadow of what would happen in the future when Jesus would be lifted up. And of course, Jesus goes back and, and mentions this, that when he is lifted up, those who look upon him will be saved. Now, the other part of the history of this bronze serpent is that, that it was later on that people stopped, they, they stopped understanding the bronze serpent for what it was, a sign or a symbol that leads to God's protection and a saving help. And instead, they started worshiping the bronze serpent. They started getting superstitious with it. And so they had to actually destroy this bronze serpent in one of the reforms. And it's also a bit of a lesson there as well, that, that we don't want to idolize things as people of faith, that even as great as, as many of the signs and symbols that we have, we want to keep these things in perspective. Uh, we want to make sure that our focus is on Christ, and it's not focused on maybe our preferences or the things that we like or the art that we like or the music that we like, that ultimately all of our worship needs to go to Christ, and you know, that remains the focus. And so it's another lesson, I think, that, that we want to make sure that we aren't like the Hebrews and, and whine and complain about everything, and then also that we don't lose sight of who we truly worship and replace it with other things. Now, there is, of course, a bit of a history to this feast because it was during the time of Constantine that they, they had the, the cross and they built these churches and they, 
they started this feast is a commemoration of the cross of Christ. And the reason, of course, is not because the cross is magic or anything like that, but it, it's, it's what, it, what it professes about Jesus, that we have a God who came down to earth to die for us and to be crucified in the most horrible way. And so when we look at crosses and crucifix, it's a reminder of the humility of Christ and the sacrifice of Christ. And so we, as people of faith, are supposed to imitate that. And this is one of those things that's great in theory and difficult in practice because nobody wants to be crucified. No one wants to pick up their cross and follow after Jesus. We can do it, but it's not something that we wake up in the morning and say, oh boy, I get to carry my cross today. I mean, it's not a fun thing to do, but it is something we're called to do. But we also want to take that long-term approach and understand that if we do carry our crosses in patience and humility in the same way that Jesus did, and not carry it like a bunch of whining children like we see in the first reading, then we do have the resurrection to look forward to. We have the glories of Christ, and we have also his blessing even while we're here in this life. Uh, it gives us a bit of a perspective, and so that's why we wear crosses on our chest, and that's why we have crucifixes in our church, and it's why we, we exalt the cross itself, because it reminds us of where we're headed and what Christ has done. You know, so we don't idolize it, we don't make it something that it's not, but we do understand that, that the, the ability for us to follow Christ, even when we need to pick up our crosses and follow after him, is even in, even in itself a blessing for us.